Hello and welcome back to the Dynasty Crossroads. My name is Peter Howard, at Pierre Howdy on Twitter. This is a member of the DLF family of podcasts. This week, I'm going to talk to Evan St. Brown. I'm actually really excited about this one. He does a podcast called Dynasty Debates that I really enjoy. And I really just enjoy Evan, to be honest, if that doesn't sound too weird. Um, no, he's one of the most earnest, hardworking people I've met um, out there creating fantasy content. I think he's funny. I think he's fun. He's got an awesome accent. Um, you can check him out at FF evolution i nearly got that right um and on the podcast that he hosts called dynasty debates and uh yeah i once again had way too much talk fun talking to evan and uh i really hope you enjoyed the conversation let me know do you have the time to listen to me grind take down the film watchers and learn some at once um, and we're going to start with uh, who are you and what do you do? I Well, that is a very broad question, my friend. I am, well, in Dynasty World, I am I am Evan Brown. And you can find me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. I talk a lot of crap on Twitter about fantasy football, Dynasty, just life in general, shenanigans. Um, I run the Dynasty Debates podcast, two episodes a week. Uh, do a solo recap episode on a Tuesday, looking at the games from Sunday from a dynasty perspective. Do a Thursday show with guests like yourself, where we talk about the upcoming week. We have a couple of little insider, you know, dynasty tidbits for you, um, get you ready for the week. And then I also write a weekly flex start set column article over at Dynasty Nerds, and I do some super flex tight end premium rankings over at Dynasty Nerds as well. So yeah, that's kind of what what I'm up to. That's where you can where you can find my stuff if you so wish. Awesome. Um, and I've been on the Dynasty Rates several, several times at this point. I don't know why you keep asking for it and getting my terrible <laughs> terrible rants, but you do. Um, really enjoy the show. It's actually got like a structure and, and weekly segments, and I don't do any of that. So I'm in awe, to be honest, Evan. Um, and yeah, I recently saw you post on Twitter one of the funniest videos of 2022, as far as I can tell. <laughs> making fun of how seriously we all take uh, our drafts and how the season goes. I, I thought it was absolutely epic. You do a weekly podcast with Dynasty Debates where you try and look at uh, different issues from both sides. So you hopefully will be perfect for the crossroads and what I'm trying to do with it right now. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, can I just say thank you very much for having me on the show. It is an honor and a privilege to, you know, be chopping it up with the Sultan of Spreadsheets. So I did ask Twitter to give me some like really clever analytically terms that I could throw in there so I don't sound so stupid. But sadly, I didn't get that many. I am supposed to talk about vacation targets. So I'm going to throw that in there occasionally. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. with the article itself. So for me... Um, because it's a flex article, it's kind of assuming your normal sort of maybe start three wide receivers and two running backs, maybe have one or two flex. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the uh, fantasy pros expert consensus ranking for the week. So for example, the article I'm working on this week is for the week seven. I look at what the fantasy pros expert consensus rankings are, and I only look at wide receivers outside the top 36 or running backs outside the top 24. And I try to pick out at least four or five, maybe more depending on the week and depending on the situation that um, guys that either I think are really good starts that are outside of that realm, but, and, and highlight reasons why, whether it be, you know, the particular matchup. So looking at, 
you know, things like the DVOA um, for the opposing defense or how many yards they're allowing or what the injuries might look like, things like that, um, or just looking at the narrative. So why is this player lower? Is this, do I think this is a false narrative? I mean, obviously when you're dealing with like guys that are outside the top 36, you're not going to get a hundred percent of them right. So I think I'm actually working on my week seven article and I've said, I've just had a look at there and I've tallied it up. So I'm 15 and nine on my calls so far this year, which is a 63% hit rate. So I don't hate it. It's not terrible. Um, especially when you're, like I said, you're dealing with guys that, you know, the quote unquote smart people, the cognizante of the uh, fantasy community are saying a low risk probabilities. So to get a 63% hit rate on my calls, I don't feel terrible about, but I'm going to keep working and refining the process, try and get better. So that's a lot. You look at everything. You have a holistic process and you try and <laughs> spit out exact answers. It's not exactly something we can all go reproduce on a weekly basis. Basically, you should check out Evan's content. So let me try and dig into something that's a little more specific right now. Um, based on our conversation last week, where we kind of got into a little bit of a debate about, you know, trading and about how we trade like four or five sixes for like one ten sort of thing, right? And then mm -hmm. I sort of mentioned about how in smaller leagues, I'm more likely to do that because I think that, you know, like you ultimately just want the best starting lineup. Depth isn't as important. Whereas in, you know, so I was kind of like taking both of those thoughts and I kind of percolated on it and i went and like traded for jamar chase today or yesterday <laughs> like my first share of jamar chase and i traded away it was pretty massive trade it was a 10 team league so it's a smaller league but mm -hmm. it's a league where like i've been um you know i've been to the championship the last three seasons in a row so i'm like a really heavy contender but obviously i have a slightly aging squad so i'm trying to contend but continue to get a little bit younger and stuff like that so done a lot of trades got a lot of pieces so i actually kind of overpaid for jamar chase i think but like I wanted Jamar Chase and he's obviously young. He's my wide receiver two in dynasty. So I gave up DJ Moore, um, Joe Mixon, Michael Gallup and Trey Lance in a one QB league um, to get Jamar Chase. So for me, it was, I like Michael Gallup, but he's like a wide receiver three. I'm never like in a 10 team league. You know, I'm not like Jones in to put him into my starting lineup. I love DJ Moore. He's 25, going to be 26. He's been a perennial wide receiver too that we've always hyped up as this could be this wide receiver one if he just gets the right quarterback or the right situation. It may happen. You know, we don't know. He may get traded to Kansas City, but he's just one of those guys that, you know, he's he's good. He's not like a game changer. He hasn't been yet. We really like him. I really like him. He's my most rostered player in Dynasty. And then Mixon's getting older. I still have several running backs on this team. Um, you know, he's getting less efficient. I'm not excited about Mixon moving forward in Dynasty and stuff like that. And again, it's one QB league. I have Patrick Mahomes. I have like one or two other quarterbacks. So for, for me, Trey Lance, I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be, but he's certainly not going to help me this year. And one QB league's quarterbacks are pretty easy to replace you know usually so it was kind of a counterintuitive move i usually don't do that where i package loads of pieces together and just buy somebody that's like a premium asset but it was just interesting i just kind of did it based on i was thinking about our conversation and kind of what you'd been talking about and stuff and just was like you know sometimes you do want that like stud like game changer you know guy that you can just be like man this guy can wreck you know games and stuff so I think I'm always in that, like, those to me are perma-trades. Like, I love that idea of sending good things for one great thing. Um, I'm yeah. constantly talking about tearing up players. That's ultimately what I'm trying to do in Dynasty. I'm trying to hit well in the drafts, rookie drafts, uh, once the league started. Um, and then add players to players or picks to a player and try to tear up for a player. I think long-term, or even just this season, is going to be more startable, more high-value longer-term. So, like, I love that trade. And now most leagues, 
or in every league, should we say, you're not going to be able to get Jamar Chase by with a package. Like packages in general tend to give people the trade heebie-jeebies. Like, yeah, no, let's simplify, add more yeah. picks. Sorry, I was going to say that is a good point that you bring up and you're right. It's just it was a beautiful scenario because this guy who had Jamar Chase was like 0 and 5. So he's literally like he's got this amazing asset, one of his only amazing assets, but he sucks this year and he's just tired of sucking. You know what I mean? And I'm like helping no, no, fill out it. his roster and you know what I mean? He can turn around and probably trade off all those different pieces for a first here, a first there and like and it's probably a smart trade for him. Um, in a sense that, you know, he's, he may get more if he parts off like Mixon and DJ Moore, if DJ Moore picks up later in the season and, you know, all these different little pieces. Um, so yeah, it was one of those right place, right time. I think if the guy who had, you know, Jamar Chase was five and zero or six and oh, you're, you're right. He probably wouldn't have gone for that deal. Um, but it was sort of like a right, right place, right time. And you know- that's a really interesting way of looking at it because, I mean, that applies to all teams. You can apply that to a lot of teams. Like, I don't think I do that deal. and um, But I could see how it very much makes sense. If you're in a league where you know you can trade those assets for more assets, then sure. Whereas I am a struggling trader at best, I think I'm just better off keeping Jamar Chase. Like, it brings us into how to a roster evaluate, which is something I was thinking about last week and we were talking about in the Discord. And I put out a tweet about it and someone said it sounded remarkably almost too simple. But I think you need something like that, a place to begin. And it was simply, if you're not sure about your roster, one simple way of evaluating any roster without having to go quiz someone on the Dynasty Grind or read someone's article is just think about a startup draft. If you were to look at your roster right now, if it was a startup draft, do you have 10 players who would be drafted in the first 10 rounds if it was a startup draft? And if not, then you're less than where you should be because you've declined from the startup draft. But there are exceptions, right? So if you trade, if you change all your players into like values, would you trade your seventh, eighth, and ninth round pick to move up to get another second round player? Probably I would, yeah. And if you just look at your roster in terms of a startup draft that way, I think it gives you a good idea of if you're, you've lost too much value or you have gained a lot of value or where your roster is at. Because I think a lot of us come from redraft or want to play more redraft-like. And it's always, how can I get a start this week that will win me this game? How can I find a player that's going to score me points? But the fact is, in Dynasty, you have to move away, I think, from that way of thinking. Because it's not just this year. You have nothing else to build your roster. And if you're just thinking about starting a roster this week, if you're just thinking about getting to the playoffs this week, then you might not be in a better situation so if I've got Jamar Chase and nothing else, I probably just want picks. But to your point, um, that's probably a good trade for him if he can trade those that package off for more picks. Because it's hard to find a team willing to give up three 23 firsts right now, or even two and a 24 first, or even one and two 24 firsts. So it really depends on your league. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting, actually, because like you said, there's so few one-size-fits-all approaches um, and it just totally depends on your league. It depends on the you know the league that you're in, the the players, the type of players that they are. Are they big traders? Are they big hoarders? You know, they always looking for rookie picks. Or are they always just trading away trying to compete? So, like you said, there's so many variables. I mean, for me, one thing I think about is um, value over replacement as well. 
So for example, you know, I've, I think I, we talked about this team last week when you were on my show for the first time ever in my history, I just, I don't even know what happened. I'm, I'm going to really do a deep dive on this league <laughs> in the off season because I did a startup and it was a last minute startup. It was with a bunch of, of guys and, and, a, a, and a lady, um, really cool people that are all content creators in the UK over here. And we were, we had a big get together. It was like our version of the FF Expo for the first time ever in like July over in London. And right before we created a group chat and all this sort of stuff. And obviously we're all content creators. We all love fantasy football. So our love language is playing fantasy football. And so I had this brilliant idea of like, Hey, why don't we just do a league together? We'll do a dynasty league, you know, and then we'll be in this league and it'll be like our, almost like our home league. We all create content. It'll be great. So we kind of last minute decided to do it and did the whole thing and drafted on sleeper and stuff. And, you know, is a super flex tight end premium, all this sort of stuff. And because it's all content creators, they were all very like skittish about maybe like trading away their picks and doing this, that, and the other. And everybody, nobody wants to get taken advantage of and trade. So I was trying to be kind of aggressive and trading up in the draft instead of trading back and everything because nobody was trading. And I felt okay about my roster, but I made a lot of bets that didn't work out, haven't worked out so far. So I'm 0 and 5. I'm, I'm now 0 and 6 in this league. And I'm thinking, how did this happen? This has never happened to me. I've never been 0 and 6 before. And I'm looking at my roster. And I'm like, well, I've got Mark Andrews. That's great. You know, tight end premium. He's awesome. Um, I've got Justin Herbert who he's had his struggles. He got injured, but he's a great quarterback. I've got, you know, DK Metcalf, who I really like. I've got Deontay Johnson who's struggled. I've got these pieces, right? And what I'm thinking of is I've got, you know, I, I managed to hit on Damian Pierce. I picked Damian Pierce up in the rookie draft. I liked him in the pre-draft process. He's killing it right now. But again, because this is all content creators and everybody's like really being super clever, nobody will give me a 23 first for Damian Pierce, even though he's like a top 10 running back right now. And some of these guys are like five and oh, and they're like, you know, there's a couple of really good teams that are really just duking it out at the top. And I've gone and proactively offered him. I've even said, look, here's Damian Pierce and two thirds. Give me a first. Nope not happening and i'm just like this is killing me so i think the way i'm trying to attack it right now is most of those pieces if not all those pieces are tradable because i'm you know trying to look forward to the future because this year just not working for whatever i, I bet on elijah moore elijah moore has killed me i bet on darnell mooney who's starting to turn it around but he's not had a very prestigious start to his um 2022 campaign so some of those players have let me down that's why i'm i am where i am um but for me like so for example mark andrews is one of the only players on my team that I'm sort of like, well, he's not really on the block because just someone giving me a 23 first or even two 23 firsts, that doesn't really help fix because it is a tight end premium and I have to start a tight end. And there's only two or three tight ends that are worth really so we talked about this last week yeah, on my show. Yeah. Mark Andrews is one of those guys where yeah. the 23 first value, you still need three. You still need exactly. that kind of value for Mark Andrews. Yeah, so nobody, exactly. And that's my point. Nobody's going to give me in this league. There's only one guy who's managed to gather multiple firsts. He's got three or four, 23 firsts, but he's in the same boat as me. He's like, I think he's won one game. So he's like one in five. And I offered him like a, a, a trade the other day, not for Mark Andrews, but for Deontay Johnson, who he was interested in before the season started. Something including Mark, Deontay Johnson and me getting a first. And he was just like, no, he's like, I'm just, I'm, he's like, I'm only one. He's like, I'm, I'm not going to trade any picks away. I'm rebuilding. And so I think that's a bad idea myself personally, but. Yes, thank you. And this is something I always run into where it's like the players that I should, or the picks that I should trade for are on the wrong teams in my league. And yeah. actually, I absolutely well, love like this. We ended up in the right place. Last week I was talking to Zach and he was talking about how your team situation is often left out of the conversation of value like we always talk like there's this holistic value trade list and we have access to it this guy is worth this much and you should do these trades but then when you try and go and do them in a league like you can't get it done and he was talking about 
adjusting to different types of value, whether you're trying to win or trying to lose. And that's another part of the equation that that holistic approach to there is a way to play dynasty doesn't account for. There isn't a answer because there's team situation. And what you're bringing in right now, believe it or not, and like it's a really frustrating part because it's, it's hard not to talk about in general terms in itself, but it's it's league situation. It's who's in your league. It's how does your league play. And it's definitely something other people can't really give you information on. And what you you know in your league more than anyone else could possibly tell you about what to do given your league situation. But I often find it's cringy. Like I think, ah, oh, it's too, this seems too mega brainy to think about league situation, but it does work. And you're... Your league situation is a perfect parallel to something that happened in one of mine, but I just realized I cut you off before you finished. So finish the story, and then we're going to talk about Matt Price for a second. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. I mean, because to me, what I'm processing and the way I look at it is even when you're rebuilding, I feel like people think that when you're rebuilding, you have to acquire all these picks, and those picks are only to be used on the rookie incoming class. And I'm like, I kind of as a, I don't agree with that personally, because I think that no matter what the rookie class, I mean, this class is better so far than we thought it was going to be. I think, I mean, there's been definitely lots of signs of life from Drake London, from Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, Traylon Burks was starting to do some things before he got injured. Damian Pierce has looked great. Olave has been pretty good. Brees Hill, Brees Hall's killing it. Olave has been incredible. Um, you know, George Pickens has had flash. I mean, there's a lot of good players, but at the same time, um, I really, I really like James Cook. I wasn't drafting him where he was getting drafted. I saw people in dynasty leagues that I was in, take James Cook at the 104 at the 105 in their dynasty league rookie drafts. I saw people, you know, I've taken Sky Moore multiple places at like the 110, 111, and I still like Sky Moore. It, it still could turn around so far. It's been a wasted pick. You know, we don't know what that's going to look like. It's too early to say, but my point is like, okay, I'm hoarding all these picks and I'm going to be so good. I've got six 23 first. What if three of those 23 first round picks suck and they're, you know, Nikhil Harry's and they're, you know, these, these guys who you can't start, they're no good. Yes, I get the insulated value of maybe if you draft well and it's a first round rookie rookie wide receiver, you'll still be able to flip them for value. But again, that plays into like, are you a good trader? Are you able to continually play that market? Are you willing to let go? Because we draft this Nikhil Harry and we hold on for so long because we're always hopeful and we're like, no, it's going to try. I still think. No, no, no. Give up. Give up right now. Give up. (laughs) To this day, I I I still. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. Finish it. I was going to say with Nikhil Harry, it always haunts me because I remember his rookie year. um, I had, so there was a league we were in together and this guy had Nikhil Harry. He drafted Nikhil Harry. I'd picked up Jacoby Myers, I think off the waiver wire because he's undrafted obviously. And he's doing pretty well. It was about halfway through the rookie year. And the guy just straight up is like, I'll give you Nikhil Harry for Jacoby Myers. And I felt like the smartest guy in the world. I was like, what a great trade for me. I am a genius. I just got a first round wide receiver for an undrafted, Bum, this is amazing. I am dynasty king. And, you know, it's like, what a horrible trade for me. Like years later, you know, what an absolute wasted trade. But we don't know that. But my point was, my no, we do. Point- That's the thing. Like, we know where the odds are. Like, that, I actually did that on someone else's team. I was doing it halfway through. We were like, okay, we're probably not going to win, but it's a dynasty league. Let's try and build value. And we targeted Nikhil Harry on my say so. And we got a really good trade for him. Now I would be where my process has moved on i know the mistake i made but i still feel real bad about that consultant thing we did good his team ended up finishing better than he started he had killer quarterbacks by the end things that i've learned about the dynasty process like yeah. disappointing rookies avoid and that but was I think... two, three four years ago now 
Um, yeah, and I and I think that you know just to tie that piece off it, when you're rebuilding, I think yes, absolutely acquiring multiple picks, especially firsts and even seconds, but especially firsts in a strong class like the 23 class is great. But it's great for like the opportunities it gives you. You know, like ultimately when someone gets frustrated, like last year was T Higgins, people got frustrated and bummed out with T Higgins because he got injured and everyone was like, oh, Jamar Chase, there's no way T Higgins is any good because Jamar Chase is here. So I was, you know, got lots of great deals on T Higgins, you know, sometimes for less than a first, but it was, a lot of times it was like, oh, a 22 first and you get T Higgins, you know? And so it's like, I think that if you're rebuilding and you're getting all these 23 first right now, everyone is just like, even though it's the middle of the season, people are still aware that the 23 class is this amazing class and we're just going to love every player in it. Some of these players, like you said, to your point, start, you know, Again, talk about, point, yeah. yeah, you talk, you know, that's going to happen. And and the thing is like, if you can take, so you're like, okay, I'm rebuilding in a super flex league about these six firsts. Um, well, what if I could just take like one of them and a player that I'm not even that high on and get Trevor Lawrence? Like, why would you not do that? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't understand because you can see that he's not a complete bust he's got some flashes he looks really good he's actually qb 10 on the year so far he, you know he's he certainly looked like he's improving it, what if your first round pick you know turns out to be Nikhil harry or turns out to be like mitchell trubisky or whatever you know what i mean like we just don't know and i think we get too allured with the unknown and which you get too allured with our own ability to you know scout the incoming class whether it's through analytics or film or whatever um and ultimately like you say it's it's a finite amount of resources that we have it's dynasty we can't start over from scratch every year so we have to make these calculated risk bets and so for me like you know just saying well i'm rebuilding therefore i'm not interested in anything other than 23 firsts it's like well look that's not necessarily the best way to go about it because you're cutting off so many options perfect um, I'm going to drag you back, though, because that sentence does circle us back around. And that's the thing. We can use psychology and we can use value bets and we can use career year and all these things to know who to target. But it, the question that constantly bugs me and the one you started in on, um, or one of them, I think is a it's a golden dynasty band of content because it's really difficult to know how to make content about it. It's not one answer. Again, it's it's more general. But it's that league situation, not your team that we're talking about with Zach, but league situation. So I'm going to pull you back on that because I love targeting T. Higgins and Trevor Lawrence. It might be undervalued. That's psychology. It's ADP. It's career year and looking at actual performance. It's keep trade cut. Talking with um, Jason Stein a few weeks ago, him trying to evaluate players based on points per game versus what it costs to get you on keep trade cut. And that's all great stuff. I, I love you talking about it. But if I can just drag you back to what did you end up doing with Mark Andrews because of that league situation? Because part of it is if you can't find the situation, because if you find other players in your league making the decision you just said that you shouldn't do, you know, just get locked into this is how to play Dynasty. I can't give up 23 first. And instead, even though they know some rookie players will hit, they're good players. They know like anything you put in a trade comment is read negatively. <laughs> That's what I've learned. There's nothing that doesn't come off condescending in a trade comment. So you can't explain this to them. So it comes down to a part of dynasty that I see really good players, not me, really good players able to do is create situations in a league. And, and Matt Price did it this week. And that's what you reminded me of. And so what ended up, do you still have Mark Andrews in that league? Or yeah, I still, I'm still holding on to him. You... Yeah, I'm still holding yeah. on to him for now because another thing that I do think people fall into the pitfall of is they say, "Well, I'm rebuilding, therefore I have to just trade everyone, and I just have to. If this is the only offer I'm getting, I'll just I have to take it." You know what I mean? Like nobody else no. is trying to take. 
You know what I mean? And like, on, yeah, yeah, honestly, I think we know that. But when I first started playing Dynasty, I didn't know that. And like, sometimes you sort of sit in here and you're thinking, man, I'm on six. I need some, I need some 23 firsts. I'll trade Mark Andrews. Nobody's giving me a, only person's offering me one 23 first. I guess I'll just have to take it. Nobody else. No, at that stage, you just say, I'm not selling. Perfect. I'll just hold on to him because the value of him on my roster is still better than the single 23 first. That could be anything. It's very unlikely that it's, it's going to be Mark Andrews. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I yeah, think that's, I think that's the answer. It's just hold. Right. And that's what I would do with Jamar Chase. And that's what you're doing with Mark Andrews. And I think, Something that is possible, not always, but is to create a situation where you can do what you need to do instead of waiting for players to real to decide to do it. Um, and sometimes you just have to hold, in fact, most time. But something that happened in one of my leagues recently was Matt Price, who we've had on the crossroads as a grandfather DLF dynasty player uh, at DLF, sorry, um, did in, in our DLF pod league was he's constantly trying to flip for young and viable. That's the way he's playing in that league. And he's got any, you know, Benjamin before this week happened and he knows he's startable. And I was paying attention because I've got Jeff Wilson on a few tanking teams and I can't get a second for him. And it's this situation where the league isn't open to me doing what I need to do. So I'm holding this thing that I don't need and I'm just stuck with it. And, and what he did is not, not something original or new, not to downplay it, because I've, I know it. I, I've seen people suggest it, and I know it's an idea, but it kind of feels cringy, like no one's going to fall for that. But it's it's a wrong way of thinking about it, because it's not falling for it. It's just if you put in the effort, sometimes it works. Some, most of the time, you're going to holding. But what he did is he just got in the league chat. And in this league, we're all active. We're all DLF content creators. We talk together fairly regularly. So he knows he's going to get responses and interest and says, okay, I'm doing the auction thing. I have, you know, Benjamin, I'm going to trade him to someone before the games lock. Essentially, he set a time and said, whoever gives me the best offer. Now, it took a while, like three days in to this week, no one had sent an offer. And it was like, okay, I've got no offers. So if anyone sends any offer, I'm going to trade it to that person. And I... I'm not in a, I think I'm starting to fade trying to win in this league because I've been under 100 points the last two years, two weeks. And Mahomes and Lamar Jackson haven't put up 40, and that's kind of what was carrying me. So I was like, I don't need Eno Benjamin, but Eno Benjamin for the one fourth round pick I have, sure. Why not? If he goes off this week, I might be able to trade it for a third, sure. And so I just sent him, I think it was two fourth round picks, so the only picks I have left, and that's. The situation I'm in that league. Star players, no pick value. Um, and so I sent it and he was like, damn it, Pete, that's winning right now. And so the next day he got in the league chat again, was like, look, someone's going to get a stupidly good deal if no one sends me one better. But that's what it is. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to make this trade if no one does. And again, they could have just done nothing. And suddenly I get, you know, Benjamin, which I don't need, but if he'd had a good game this week, my bet is I can trade him for a third or more next week. And Matt Price is trying to create this league situation. Again, I've, I've heard this idea is put out there and I've never put the effort in to do it because who's going to fall for it, but it's not falling for it. It's an honest brokered thing. And, and so <laughs> he says, okay, well, this deal sucks but it looks like you're gonna get it and i dm'd and said you can counter like i'm not gonna <laughs> i get it if you want to you can counter and he was like no i'm a man of my word i'm doing it and the next dm he sent me like 10 minutes later was like wait a minute i got a better one we're out because <laughs> he just comment does two things i'm gonna do this auction and then hey someone's gonna get him for almost no he didn't even name me just someone's gonna get him for nothing 
And then like the night, the day before, like yesterday it was for us. He was like, no, Pete, someone sent me a better one. He ended up getting Sky Moore and some other rookie young wide receiver for Kirk Cousins and, 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 you know, Benjamin. And, and it's a decent trade. We can break it down another time, but I'm running out of time here. And whether I like it or don't isn't the point. He created a league situation where he could get something, even though everyone else in the league was like, I'm holding my 23 picks. And I'm like, I'm not selling my, my star players, even though I am out this year. Uh, oh, that's the way I'm approaching it. He created a situation where he could get something. He created that league situation. And that, to me, was mind-blowing. Because it wasn't simple. It wasn't complicated. It wasn't a trick. He hasn't tricked Cal out of Sky Moore. He got a decent deal on him for the chance of Eno Benjamin. I think he ended up putting like 10 points. But still, that's 10 points in your running back two spot. Cal might not have had this week. Because it should have been done. Um, and I think that's gold. Like, being able to work a league when it's just... Like you said, just holding to its prize, unwilling to move, so you can't get anything yeah. done. That is reasonable to do. Yeah, th- those are just words. I just described something. <laughs> it's not really a question. But um, yes, well, that's what I was going to say is sometimes, um, depending again, depending on the league, if it's been stagnant for a while um, and everyone's just kind of holding, you know, they're sitting at the table, everyone's got their cards, they're sitting on their cards, playing their poker face. And then one, one thing happens all of a sudden, it's just a snowball effect because everyone looks over and goes, Oh man, I really wanted Debo. Why did he get Debo? I would have paid more for Debo, you know? And it's like, and then you start thinking, well, I'm going to go, you know, and, and I think, so I think there's a couple of things there where it really interests me. One thing I've been really trying to do, um, more so in the last year, is especially when we've talked about these rookie picks, we talk about hit rates. We know that the statistically the hit rates on first round picks are much better in second, seconds are much better in thirds, and et cetera, et cetera. Now, a couple of things that I always do is some you just gotta feel out your league. But I mean, some people just think thirds and fourths are absolute garbage and worthless. So just get them to always throw those in on trades. Like you already have kind of agreed the trade, just give me a third and we'll do that. Because you can then pile those all together and you can start moving up in drafts and you can do things with those picks. Um, but also what I do is like, say, for example, you've mentioned Jeff Wilson. So you've got Jeff Wilson. You really want a 23 second. No one's giving you a 23 second. Especially after last week, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> last week sucked, <laughs> but, but, you know, like you wait till he has a halfway decent week and then you can say, well, here's Jeff Wilson and my 23 fourth. Give me a 23 second. You, so you add like a lesser pick and it, it has to measure out because like if your pick is the third and it ends up being the 301 and there's the 212 then you kind of gave away Jeff Wilson for free but you kind of find these middle grounds I think where you can take a player like for example I've got Tyler Algier in a couple leagues and I don't see him as a long-term dynasty asset so if I'm not you know majorly contending that is the kind of thing I'm trying to do I'm trying to take Tyler Algier and maybe a fourth or maybe some other player that I just don't really value and turn both of those into a 23 second um just you know psychologically they're like oh okay I'm getting a lot for my 23 second you know I'm in the middle of the season I'm fighting it out I need these players like you said I need to these gap stop stop gaps where I can just plug and play a running back for the next two weeks. He got 15 carries or 11 carries. He's, he's, you know, worth something. So I think those are a couple of the things that I try to do. You know, like I said, use like players that I don't value long-term. Um, not that they're not valuable. They're valuable this season, but I don't value Jeff Wilson long-term. He's not somebody I'm trying to build around. So if I can get a second, brilliant. If I can't, maybe if I can give Jeff Wilson and, you know, Isaiah McKenzie and get a 23 second or Jeff Wilson and a fourth and get a second, something like that. Um, those are kind of moves that I try and do, you know, if, whenever possible. And yeah, I think as well, 
we get really too dogmatic as well. Like we talked about, if you're rebuilding, okay, well I'm rebuilding. So I don't, I should never buy running backs. I'm only rebuilding. I, you know, but like it, everyone is potential. It's just an asset, you know? So, you know, there's people that like last year and even the early off season this year, probably were able to get Saquon Barkley super cheap, you know, like maybe like a single first or less, maybe, you know, it could have been like, Hey, James Robinson in a second. Okay, fine. You know, or whatever. I don't know. You know, I just know his, his value was really depressed. He's killing it. So right now, if you were in going into a rebuild, but you had Saquon Barkley, you're probably getting two or three first for him, you know? So I just think there's, you know, you just have to be open to trying different things and, you know, really just be open to like i said be willing to trade any player if the value is there but also be willing to say i'm not trading the player if the value is not there i'm not going to trade you know deontay johnson for a 23 third just because nobody's going to give me a 23 first right now because he's worth more to me than a 23 third you know yeah i like that idea that you can just ex- look for some trade to get the ball rolling somewhere look at team situations in your league and try and get some kind of tear up just a simple trade going so you can start the ball rolling try to work your league into a into into the situation you need them to be in and sometimes you have to go a little left in order to turn right later sometimes you trade for points so you can try and trade for value later Um, and little micro trades like you said just try and get the ball rolling i like that a lot um, Evan, I really appreciate you coming on today. We've got some, I, I always feel like we could talk for another two hours when we do get together and it's never enough time, but you're, you're an Island and it's way past bedtime. <laughs> so we gotta <laughs> go. Um, but I really appreciate it. Uh, make sure you check out Evan on Twitter. It's at FF Evan late, Evan Luation. I can't say it, Evan, but it's Evolution. Evan and then Lucian. Yeah. Like evolution, like revolution, but, like with, revolution, Evan. but with Evan in it. It's in the description. It's a very clever act. He is, in fact, the funniest man on Twitter this week. Just in case you haven't checked that out, I'm going to put that in the description as well. Um, Yeah, where where else can people check you out? The Dynasty Debates and on Twitter. Um, Anywhere else they can find you or your content? Um, That's pretty much it, man. Like I do, like I said, Superflex Titan Premium Rankings over at Dynasty Nerds, if you're a member over there, Nerd Herd, um, and a weekly start sit article, flex article over Dynasty Nerds, but mostly Dynasty Debates and on Twitter at FFEvolution. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. It was fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. It is an honor and a privilege hopefully i have not worn out my welcome here i'll have to come back on sometime if you ever uh, if you're ever just so desperate that you don't have a guest yeah chicken a crow chicken a crow crossing the road go clicking a poll twitter is gold player unfold so jake on the table and they on the place though pete enumerates the plays they're analytical picking my nose don't really know if i like that Picking their brains, got different lanes, but I like that. Picking these guys, all of these times, all of these nice stats. Picking apart, the film is an art, always a fight. Back and forth, there is no order, they disorder more and more because the players ain't no older. They some hoarders or some mortars, dropping bombs without no borders. They got that, I, I like mortar. Peak grinding numbers like molars, I don't know anymore. I am at a crossroads. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, player unfold. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical. Chicken a crow, chicken a crow, crossing the road, go. Clicking a poll, Twitter is gold, play run fold. So, Jake on the table and Nate on the plays, though. Pete enumerates the plays, they're analytical.